Have you ever wondered what it takes for power to get to your home? What deductions are factored in your power bill? Why is it that you get less tokens than your neighbor for the same amount of money? Well, I have the answers to these questions and more in my new podcast, The Power Dialogue. My name is Zedi Bariti, and this is an energy punch that demystifies myths and assumptions around the energy sector. I will be answering your raw questions on the power situation and making sense of your power bill by giving the mic to policymakers, influencers, and some of the sector's leading voices. I didn't think electricity is for people like us. So I never foresaw that I'll have electricity freely later on in my life. And I finished up to university level with no electricity at home. Let's continue. Thank you so much, Madam MD, for that take back from the year 2008 to now and the great initiatives and the rewards that Kenjan has reaped from the geothermal-led strategy. Moving on, with the rest to zero and Kenjan's focus on renewable energy, why do we still need thermal in the energy mix? Please tell us. As a routine on the power dialogue, please share if there's a moment in your life that access to power or lack of access to power affected the quality of your life. Yes, as many other people would have uh, before we had power in the rural areas. Productive use of power, I had a power hold, I wanted to do power. I couldn't uh, get the connection until later on there was the expression of power to that uh, part of the country. As an expert in the sector working with COSAB, Please share with us some of the efforts towards achieving universal access to sustainable energy in Kenya. And uh, if you could give us some examples of programs that have gone towards this, especially in underserved areas of the country. First of all, I would say that uh, the universal access is basically looked at from two fronts. That is from the grid extension and the off-grid power supply solutions. The efforts that are done through the grid extensions uh, through the electrification of public facilities and households whereby they are powered through the grid extensions. And then when you come to the off-grid power supply, this is where we have several fronts for achieving the universal access. One is through the solar home systems, uh, whereby these are the seco dwelling power supply systems, maybe a solar module, and then you can be able to just power that particular household. These are portable systems whereby you can be able to shift them from one place to another. We have the second solution, which is the standalone systems. Standalone systems are the ones that are installed in buildings like schools, and uh, these can be installed depending on the size of the institution even dispensaries and so on, or even households, uh, big households, or a small complex of uh, interrelated buildings uh, wherever we have the standalone solar systems. And that uh, is what we now call the mini-grids. Mostly the renewable energy mini-grids. This can be wind mini-grid or a solar mini-grid, whereby through the power generation, you are able to power several public facilities and households interconnected from that mini-grid. And it serves a particular interest depending on the size. The uptake of clean cooking in Africa is not the responsibility of government alone or some undefined entities as sometimes we are meant to think. The role of government is to create an enabling environment, is to create and put the policies that can help the 
common person to create his or her own initiative without necessarily having to be overburdened by tax. So it is the responsibility of ordinary citizens like you and me uh, to be able to tap what has been put in place to uh, advance solutions for community. Why don't we buy briquettes instead of buying charcoal? And we should choose to purchase fuel briquettes instead of charcoal or kerosene. We are the ones to choose to buy burgers instead of LPG. I am not saying people, I'm talking from an environmental perspective and also from an economic sensible perspective. Hybrid work is here to stay. And it's clear the hybrid work will define probably a post-pandemic workplace, but it's really unclear if companies or organizations are preparing for such a kind of transition. I haven't seen much of that. So why this podcast? I am grateful to have a diverse career as a journalist and communicator in the energy sector. But when I was starting out, I struggled to get a grasp of the industry, stumbling on jargon and numerous myths. Slowly but surely, I became grounded. With time, I realized that there are many just like me at the beginning of my career who wish to understand the sector but just don't know how. This is a show I wish I had sooner. And so, I have created it just for you. What is unique about the Power Dialogue is that I am daring to go where no other energy show has. I am talking about the power issues that are often shrouded in ambiguity in a sector that affects us all. My goal is to be a resource to everyone through power interviews, reviews, relatable, raw, and empowering podcasts while on the go. Hit that subscribe button for all the great content here. Hit that bell notification so that you don't miss anything.